Hello and welcome to episode seven of the Right Fight podcast, a discussion about how to live a loving life. I'm your host, Reg Lloyd, and we're having a conversation with Kenny Vaughn. Kenny, today we're talking about a very hot topic that has created a lot of dialogue for you, the topic of boundaries. And you write in chapter three, we create boundaries to protect ourselves from the selfishness of others. We draw these boundaries because we don't want to pay the price love is willing to pay. But there is no way to live a loving life and protect ourselves at the same time. That is a strong statement. And basically what I hear you saying is that creating boundaries is selfish. Is that what you're saying? Okay, first I want to say, I want to explain what I mean. All right, so boundaries, what do we mean by that word? It's such... That's the first thing I'm going because because I want people to understand letting people hurt you, abuse you is a failure to love them. I, if, if I love you, I'm not going to help you abuse anyone, like no one, period. So if I love you, love is my boundary and that I don't want you abusing anyone for your own sake. So long before I ever need to I need, need a boundary that protects me from you. If I love you, I'm already not going to participate in you. I have the boundary of love that's not going to participate in you abusing anyone for any reason, not just me, anyone, period, right? So, but if I fail to love you or I'm afraid to love you, then, then I want control of the situation and I want to tell you how to love me. So I construct these boundaries that say, this is how you love me, and this is in, in by, you love me by not doing these things and by doing these things. And what I end up doing is destroying love in my own life. So I said I was going to define the word boundary. Boundaries are lines we draw to protect ourselves from someone else. So they are for me without regard for you. The boundary of love which will defend you long before and far better than boundaries ever will, is for you, not for me. So the boundary of love is what I believe is truly best for you without regard for me at all. So if I have boundaries in my life because I'm afraid to love you, so I often say this, and that boundaries are lines we draw when we fail to love because I never need the boundary if I love you. The bound, I'm talking about the selfish boundary, the boundary that's for me without regard for you, the, the boundaries that the world talks about all the time. you got to have boundaries in your life. Well, not if you live a loving life, because love is its own boundary. Boundaries are lines that I draw that are for everyone. So I draw one line that applies to everybody. These are the things that I will tolerate, and these are the things I will not tolerate. It's for me, not for you. The boundary of love is a line that is constantly moving because it's for you. So what is truly best for Reggie may not even be required, needed, or even best for the next person. So if I love people, I do what's best for them. Now, in the case of actual abuse, which this many times this comes to the balls back down to this abuse stuff, loving people who abuse people means not participating in any way, shape, form, or fashion in their abuse of anyone whatsoever. So if you love them, you're forced to pull away or make it clear to them that you'll never help them do that. And then you, So you never, need, you never need a boundary to keep you in this relationship where you have to have a boundary that says you're not allowed to hit me. That's a failure to love them. So I would say that 
trying to think of how to say this so that so that I don't confuse people. But um, when you introduce boundaries into a relationship or into your life, the first people to go are the loving people. And you have to think about that for a second and listen to me. But when you, I'm going to say it again, when you introduce boundaries into your life, the first people to go are the loving people. Because a loving person, first of all, they probably don't need your boundaries. Okay? If they're loving you, they're doing what's best for you. They also don't want to be anywhere near. Not, they don't want to be within 100 miles of your boundary. So if your boundary, whatever your boundary is, if I love you and, and you say, hey, Kenny, this is, I have a boundary on this issue here, I don't want to get it within 100 miles of that. Like nowhere near it. I, I never want you to even think that I would even consider approaching that boundary. So if you fear your life with boundaries, I don't want to get anywhere near any of those boundaries. So the loving people are the first to go for your sake. You know, it's like if if you put a big fence up around your house because you don't want people there, I feel like I'm not doing what's best for you by coming in the fence. You know, if it, so, I just I'm just like you know I don't want what's best for Eggy, and if, if what's best for Eggy is to be alone, I'm not going to force myself in there. Selfish people in your life, when you put up boundaries, they're not going anywhere because they'll work around any boundary you have in order to get what they want out of the relationship. It means nothing to them. So they'll just, they'll just manipulate themselves around every boundary. They'll keep every little, you know, they won't come through any of the places you close. They'll come through all the places you open, but they're not there to love you. They're there for what they can get out of the relationship. So boundaries kill love in our life. But uh, let, me, let me go to an example, just because I think this is, I know this is actually tough stuff because I get a ton of feedback on it on social media. But it's one of those things that just radically changed my own life. And here's the really good news. If, if you love, you don't need the boundaries and you're far better off and you're far safer. But let me give you an example I heard from two people. Well, there, was, there was a well-known Christian, Arthur, who was interviewing another well-known Christian author. And the subject was boundaries. And so the, the guy who had written on boundaries, who's pro-boundary, the other guy asked him for an example. Can you give me an example of how, bound, how boundaries work and why they're a good thing? So the example that the guy gave was that he had talked to a couple who had put their son into college. In the process of their son getting the degree, they had gone into some debt. They, not only did they pay for his degree, but they'd also gone into some debt. The son is now graduated from college, and he's basically their argument, their complaint is that he just lays on the couch all day long every day. They have debt that they're working two jobs to try to help pay for, and their son is laying on the couch doing nothing. The argument that the author made about pro-boundary what the whole problem was is that the parents didn't have a boundary. The parents, the parents failed to have a boundary that should have said they would not take responsibility for their child's responsibility. So, so you should have a boundary that says, I'm responsible for my stuff and you're responsible for your stuff. So the, parents, the, the argument he made was that the parents' mistake was paying for the kid's school whenever that should have been his responsibility. And when I first heard that, I'm, I'm, as he was going, I'm going, yeah, well, maybe, okay, I kind of get that. But when he got done with that, 
and basically saying that if they would have had boundaries, they wouldn't be in this situation. My first thought was, okay, well, what about all the kids whose parents paid for them to maybe go to school, maybe be trained in something, you know, sacrifice so their children could get a head start? What about all of those kids that that happened with, and it was actually the best thing that ever happened to them? And was the best thing the parents ever did for their child. What about them? Should they have had a boundary that said, I will not take responsibility? That's what boundaries are. So boundaries, one line for everybody. What it does is it, is it kills the love in the parent's life. Now the parents are failing to love their own child with this boundary. And then it, it teaches the child how to have boundaries in their life and kill the love in their life. So you say, well, what's the answer? The answer is to love your child. So if boundaries, not the problem, the problem was maybe the problem may be that the parents actually failed to love the child, meaning that if the parents knew that this child was irresponsible, if they knew that sending them to school, if they sent them to school, hoping somebody else would take their responsibility of teaching the child to be responsible and it was easier to go get a loan and pay for their way through school and everything else and hope something good happened, but it wasn't really best for the child. I mean, some children, it's not best to pay their way. And some children, all they need is a little helping hand, and it is best to pay their way. So if you love your child, you don't have a boundary. Your boundary is love, which is what's truly best for your child. So if it's truly best for your child, to, or you believe that, sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we get it wrong. But if you believe that it's truly best for your child to pay their way to school, and they end up on the couch, I would say you still loved them. You did the best you could. <laughs> you just... You know, if you really believe that. But somewhere along the way, we usually become aware it's not working. All right. What I did, I did this thinking I was doing what was best for them. But it's becoming obvious it's not really best for them. And if that's the case, then loving them means you can't pay anymore. It means you have to stop paying. And, if, and, and if, if you understand that, hey, doing what's truly best for my child wouldn't be to pay, then so love pays or it doesn't pay based on what it believes is best for the child, that is the boundary of love. And one child, it may be best to pay. And another child, it may not be best to pay. So that's the solution. The solution is the boundary of love. Love, the worst thing you could possibly do is teach all the parents to say, we're never going to accept responsibility for what should have been my child's responsibility. I mean, that's crazy to me. I mean, Jesus accepted responsibility for my sin. You know, I mean, what boundaries did Jesus ever have? That's what I ask people all the time. Then people will tell me, hey, can you, well, Jesus, Jesus had boundaries. You got the Ten Commandments. You got the, no, all of Jesus's, what you're calling boundaries were actually love. Right. None of them were for Jesus. So if you, if you talk to these people who teach boundaries, they're going to tell you boundaries are for you. They're not for other people. They're for you. None of Jesus's so-called boundaries were for him. <laughs> Every one of them were for us. Yeah. And that goes back to your saying on love, love does what's best for others right. without regard for yourself. That's right. So when I, when I hear people talk about boundaries, or I guess when I hear it, I see it more in social media posts, they'll say things like they need to remove themselves from toxic people, or I need to separate myself because a certain person is so negative and they're emotionally draining. What's your take on that? I hear that all the time. And those, so loving, the answer to, okay, don't, don't hang up. <laughs> I mean, don't stop listening. Because I know when I say this, you're going to be, this guy's crazy. But if you just listen for a second, all right? The, 
the solution to dealing with a toxic person is to love them. That means doing what's best for them, and it's never best for them to be toxic. Toxic people destroy themselves, and they hurt everybody around them. So if you love a to- the, the, the people who are in relationships with toxic people are people who love themselves. Now, some people say it's the people who hate themselves. But self-love, and the, okay, here I go. Self-love and self-hate are, are really the same thing because they're both selfish. If I hate myself, I'm self-centered. All I think about is me. If I love myself, I'm self-centered. All I think about is me. So everything I'm doing is for me. The, the, the world psychology calls it people-pleasing. Well, no one pleases people and no one pleases toxic people for the person they're pleasing or for the toxic person because it's not best to please them in their selfishness. That's actually helping them stay broken. If you love them, you do what's best for them, pleasing or not. So if you're in a relationship with a toxic person, it takes two selfish people to have a selfish relationship. One that is maybe toxic, doing all these selfish things, and the other one that is willing to participate or volunteer for this mission. And so if you love a toxic person, you go to them and you say, listen, because I love you, any sign of that, I'm I'm not going to help you. Like there's like... So the boundary of love comes, will step in long before you ever need boundaries. If you love yourself, if I love myself, what I do is I create a bunch of boundaries because I don't want to lose the toxic person. I just don't want them to hurt me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I really don't care if they hurt other people, right? I just, I don't want to lose them. I want them, and, 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 but so how, how can I keep them without having them hurt me all the time? I need a bunch of boundaries. So I said all these boundaries that are for me without regard for them, thinking that's going to work, it never works. It doesn't work. I'm sorry. You can't, you can't come up with enough boundaries. They'll find their way around them. You love them. That gives them the best possible chance to change and start loving. And if they don't, because loving is best for them, the toxic person living a loving life, that's what's best for them. If they refuse to do that, loving them means you got to step back. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't help someone stay toxic. Well, I know there's people who are listening that, I mean, we, we're we're familiar with setting boundaries. We're familiar with feeling like that's what we need to do to protect ourselves. Let's just say someone, they have set boundaries from toxic people because they feel like when they're around them, they're making their life miserable, they're leading them down the wrong path, they're emotionally not strong enough to uh, stand up for themselves. But yet, what if they're curious right now to say, you know what, I hear, I hear something in there that's intriguing me, and maybe this is true. What would you tell them the first step would be? Okay, well, f- first thing you said, they're emotionally not strong enough to stand up for themselves. And I just want to say, if you're not strong enough, you don't need to stand up for yourself. But if you're not strong enough to stand up for the toxic person, then you should get away from them. So, so the reason that you're the, the reason you get away from them is because you you don't have the strength to love them. So your presence is helping them. You're participating in, you're endorsing, you're enabling their own destruction. So if if I'm not strong enough to be in your presence without helping you destroy your own life, if I love you, 
not for me, but for you. I just can't come anymore. Here's the beautiful thing, Reggie. That does not leave me with shame and guilt. You know, the, the, the one thing that everybody who teaches boundaries addresses all the time is they're like, this is why you shouldn't feel guilty for having boundaries. They're always trying to justify why everybody feels guilty for having boundaries. Well, I got bad news. You feel guilty for having boundaries because it's selfish. That's why you feel guilty for having boundaries. But if you love the other person, so if I don't have the strength to not enable you or to not help you destroy your own life, I'm still pulling away. I'm not saying that you stay in these relationships or that you enable this behavior. I'm saying I'm still pulling, but there's no shame and no guilt. Like there's zero guilt, zero shame when what I'm doing is for you. It's the guilt and shame comes when I'm doing it for me without regard for you. Yeah, I think what I what I really what I meant when I said they didn't have the ability to stand up for themselves, I retract that to say they don't have the tools to be in the presence of that person without it affecting them in a a, a negative way. Is that this? Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. So if you can't be in their presence without helping them wreck themselves, then I wouldn't be in their presence. But you're not going to be in their presence because you're selfish. You're gonna not going to be in their presence because you love them, because you're selfless. And so, so now, and sometimes there are situations where you have to be in their presence. All right, maybe it's family situation. Maybe it's like, hey, you know what, either, either going you to the family function. Maybe at work. Or, yeah, or at work. Yeah. Right. So, well, if, if it's at work, um, you're talking about a daily basis. You need to find the strength to, to I mean, you're going to do one or two things. Okay. You got the strength to do something. You're going to do one or two things. You're either going to just build a bunch of boundaries that are going to be like monkeys on your own back that come with guilt and shame. And you're going to be rude and you're going to be selfish. And you're just going to say, Hey, I'm not going to tolerate all this stuff anymore. You're not welcome in my space, whatever that may be. Okay. You're going to do that. And if you do that, you live with that all day long, every day. You carry that monkey around. You have to maintain all those boundaries, by the way. You don't just put them up and leave them. You got you to put them up and watch them like a hawk all day long, every day. It like totally consumes you when you do this. Or you can just go to the person and say, because I love you, you know, I'm a, why do you do that? Right? Why, why, why are you doing that? You may find resolution, believe it or not. Most of these things are normally easily resolved with most normal people. There are some extreme cases you actually literally have to get away from. You may have to get another job. You may have to go to someone and say, hey, I got to be in a different room. I got to be somewhere else because these people, no matter how much I love them, they're not going to stop. But if you if you create the boundaries, if you're not strong enough to love them, I promise you, you aren't strong enough to build and maintain boundaries. Because it's because it's just as much work. But no, because it it's way more. It it, oh, it's beca- way more. Because the boundaries are way more work. The boundaries are more difficult That's right. to maintain than the loving. You said That's on right. page thirty-three, love always costs us something, but it will never cost us as much as what not loving will cost us. Yeah. So just meaning that love does always love love is sacrifice i'm not sure love exists without sacrifice just means that i'm willing to go okay never mind me whatever this selfishness that's abounding around me and this and this toxicity we call it and other people or or whatever it is that's constantly harming me i mean 
if I love that person, I have to set that aside. Mm -hmm. Because basically what I'm saying is that I care more about the fact that this selfish person is destroying them their own life than I do about the fact that their selfishness is hurting me. So if we go back to the trees, you know, it's like it's like they, they their roots are cut off completely. They're angry, they're rude, they're envious, they're prideful, they're boastful, whatever. They're, they're all these, they're, they're delighting in evil, they're selfish. So they're, they're dead or they're on their way to dying in their life. It's like, it's like their future is massive suffering. And because that, that's who they are, they've taken some of my fruit that if I keep loving is going to be replaced within the season. But I'm so worried about the fruit I lost that I could care less about. In many cases, I'll even wish that they'd hurry up and die. You know what I mean? I just that's selfishness, you know. So what you're saying in the tree example is that by doing that, you're cutting your own root, right? That will eventually replace, replenish the fruit. That's right. So you so you end up cutting your roots off to build boundaries to protect you from a selfish person that results in your own fruitlessness. So so with the kids, we did that. You know, in the past episode, I talked about we had the kids and we drew the tree and everything. Well, the first thing that occurred to me when we had that tree up there and we were talking about, okay, somebody hurts us, we're going to go get it back, we're going to cut our roots off, or how do we keep our, these roots healthy? Not maybe the first thing, but when there, first, when there were a few sessions, I was like, it just hit me like a bright idea. And, I, and immediately I thought it was a great idea. Why don't we just put a fence around this thing? Like literally, you know, we can live a loving life. And just fence this thing in, a boundary. No one can get your fruit. Nobody can get our fruit. What a great idea, right? That's why everybody has boundaries. But then one of the kids said, are we being patient? I'm like, oh, wait. Are we being kind? Oh, my God. Who's the fence for? It's for me. It ain't for them. Are we being selfless? Are we persevering in love? When we got done, the fence killed our tree. So boundaries in your life kill love in your life. That's what I'm trying to say. Throw another example at you. One of my boundaries with my own children, like right out of the gate, was my children are going to respect me, hundred percent. Like that. I mean, I was. That was maybe one of the highest things on my list. So I had zero tolerance for disrespect. Well, early on in my children's childhood it just started becoming apparent to me that me and my aggressive you're going to respect me approach was beginning to build a wall between me and my children. And I was like, what do I do with this? You know, I, so, so I had this sense that it wasn't right, but it was perfectly right in my own mind. And I didn't know what to do with it, you know? I'm like, okay, I'm pushing my kids away, but... They're going to respect me. So man, just as an example, anytime they did anything, it was like, hey, anything disrespectful to dad, it was like, let me tell you something. <laughs> I got news for you. You disrespect dad. The consequences are never ending until you respect dad. And I'm sitting around thinking about that. I'm praying about it. And, and then this is what hit me. My problem was I was failing to teach my children to be respectful, I was teaching them to respect dad. And this I may, you got to think about this for a second, okay? Because it's the same line. So the line, so the line of where people draw their boundaries, I would almost never disagree with why you wouldn't let someone do that. Like never. 
Like every any line, you're like, I'm not gonna let anybody hit me. Well, me either. You know, I'm not I'm not, I'm not gonna let them cuss me out. Me either, right? So, um, but why you're doing it? Is it for you or is it for them? So in my case, I was demanding my children respect me, and that's why that's how I was building the wall between me and my children. This is what changed. It just hit me. I was like, you know what? It was like as if the Lord showed me. I didn't have to worry about my children respecting me if I taught my children to be respectful for them, not for me, for them. So I literally went to my kids, and I said, and they were a little bitty time, I probably don't even remember it, right? But I went to my kids, and I said, listen, from now on, I want you to understand, I want you to be respectful for you, because if you live a respectful life, your life is going to be blessed. Like, think about how do you feel when other people are, are mean or disrespectful to you? And so if you live a disrespectful life, eventually there's, nobody's going to want to be in your life. Then nobody's going to want to be your friend. Nobody's going to want to share anything with you. Like, you, you're going to wreck all your relationships. And because I love you and I never, ever want that for you, I'm never going to help you disrespect Dad anymore but, or anyone else. But literally, I, I told him, I said, but listen— my concern is not you respecting me. It really isn't. It's all for you. And here's, here's the crazy thing that happened that I didn't see coming at all, was that for me being disrespected, my boundary of disrespect, that line, that line was drawn the point at which I could no longer take it. So today, I may not feel like dealing with disciplining my children, so I'd let them get away with all kinds of disrespect. Then tomorrow, my fuse may be as short as you can get. And so my boundary was is Constantly moving. moving. Like, who, who knows what to do with that? They don't know what to do. No, they don't know what to do with that. Nothing. But it didn't matter to me because was, it was all for me. So if I didn't feel like dealing with it, I didn't deal with it. But listen, when, it, when in my mind, in my own heart, it became what it was for my children, the slightest ounce of a thought of disrespect, I couldn't ignore it. Like, I had to go to him right then. Because, like, baby, listen, I know you didn't mean anything by that, but that seemed a little disrespectful. And I want to make sure that's not what you meant. Or why did you do that? And dig into it. So this is what I'm trying to say when I say the boundary of love will defend you far better and long before your boundaries ever will. Say that again. That's a lot. Yeah. The boundary of love will defend you long before and far better than your boundaries ever will. So in my children's case, when it was for me, I let them get away with murder sometimes. I got all kinds of disrespect. But when it was for them, no, 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 no. And you know what? I had no shame, no guilt. No, I didn't sit down, I didn't sit down at night and go, why did I do that to my kids? I didn't, I didn't, and there's and the most beautiful thing, man, like the craziest thing. My children now knew they were loved. The wall that I was building between them came down. It came down. And so now we're, we're, you know, they're grown now, and man, I'm so grateful. Yeah, so when you were, what I, what I hear you saying is that when you were protecting yourself, they didn't feel love, but when you started protecting them, they knew they were loved. So at, let's, as we close this out, this podcast out, is it is it the question that we need to be asking ourselves? Why are we wanting to create boundaries, or why are we wanting? To, is that where we really find what's inside of us, the motive? 
Yes, so two things there. One, you said that they didn't feel loved. And I would say that's true because they weren't loved. Now, I'm not saying I didn't love my children as a whole, but I was failing to love them by demanding they respect me. I was telling them how to love me. And then when I dropped, when I, when I tore those walls down, I tore those boundaries down. I exposed myself to potential for disrespect, but I got a lot less of it. And it was for them. So the reason they didn't feel loved is because I wasn't loving them. And so that's why you see it all the time where you have these children that grow up in seemingly very loving homes. But when, when but the children are, are, are off the rails and they're struggling so much. And when you go to them, they're like, yeah, I just never felt like I was loved. And then a lot of times they'll bring the mom and daddy in just, just to tell them how much they loved them. I'm sorry. They probably didn't. Overall, maybe they did, but they failed to love them, actually love them in action, or they would have felt loved. You know what I mean? Now, sometimes we love selfish people, and they feel like they feel judged and like we're self-righteous because they don't want the truth. But with children, if you love them, they, they know they were loved. I mean, you have a lot of people that I would say, I don't agree with a lot of things they do, but the children feel totally loved by their parents. Like they know, they know their parents love them. They may be doing some silly and selfish things. We don't have to get this perfect, mm-hmm. but we do got to get the, we do have to get the why right. All right. And so, and then you said, that was your other question was, you know, what's the first question when you ask yourself? Yeah, a hundred percent. Love is not what we do. It's why we do it. And so, and, and your children and the people in your life, if they don't know immediately, eventually they will know why you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You can't hide it forever. Mm-hmm. And that's why relationships break down and come apart. And uh, that's why boundaries, um, they're not, they aren't just not a good thing. They're an absolute nightmare that'll wreck your life. And that goes against what um, you know, popular culture will tell us today. So I know that, that today's content is like dropping a bomb, but it's worth considering I think you laid it out well. Makes sense. I hope so. And it's worth it's worth pursuing. Yeah, and and I'm not saying uh, I can't say it enough. I'm not saying just love does not love is not tolerant. By the way, love only tolerates what's best for you. And anything that you need a boundary to protect yourself from from someone else, the boundary of love would have never tolerated it to begin with. It wouldn't because it. It's wrecking them. That makes sense. It does. And it's it a lot to think about. It works better. It sets you free. It it fills you from the inside out. The people around you know they're loved. So like if if they are not allowed to come around anymore, they know it's because you love them. If they ever get it all right, they're coming. They, you'll be the first one they come to you say thank you. You know. But if it's all your walls and boundaries, well, hopefully in a future podcasts we can talk about what to do instead of setting those boundaries and what like you know pursuing the truth of the situation and having the courage to confront because i know many people would shy away from confronting they just don't they it's not a part of them and maybe we can show how love really is like confronting and yeah, love having the conversation, uh, having the loving conversation. Right. Love, de- love confronts long before you ever confront somebody 
for your boundaries. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna have boundaries, get ready for for confronting. You're gonna be in confrontation all the time, man. Like with everybody. <laughs> yep. Well, this wraps up another podcast. Until next time, we'll um we'll see you later. All right. Thanks for listening to the Right Fight podcast. Make sure to check out Kenny's book, The Right Fight, for more on how to live a loving life. It's available on their website, shieldsofstrength.com, Audible, and all digital platforms. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can email support at shieldsofstrength.com and put podcast as the subject. And make sure to follow Kenny on Instagram and TikTok at John Kennedy Vaughn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.